Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of this podcast brought to you by LetHub, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech and the rental housing market industry. To get started, my name is Rosie. I'm a customer success analyst at LetHub, and joining me today is Claire Flewelling-Wyatt, a managing broker at Pumpkins and Homes. How are you doing, Claire? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me uh, on the podcast. No, happy to speak with you. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what Pemperter Homes is all about? Sure. Um, so I have been in the business for about uh, 20 years. Um, I, I actually really started out in the business as a receptionist at a company in Calgary and moved over to real estate and then came back to property management in 2005 when I joined Pemberton Homes. Um, I've been with this company for 17 years. Um, and sort of, st- I've sort of been able to do all the different jobs that are required uh, from a manager. So I've done everything from processing applications, showing properties, managing properties, uh, dealing with uh, clients, owners, tenants, trades, etc. And and to the point now where I'm sort of uh, running the team. So it's uh, it's been an excellent journey. It's been very interesting, challenging, and uh, but it certainly has kept me coming back every day. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, and for Pemberton Homes, and how long have has the company been operating, and uh, how are you doing in in Victoria? So this company has been around for a very long time. We've actually was one of the the first companies on the island uh, in 1887. Um, it primarily started as a property holding company, real estate. There was some property management, but it wasn't their their uh, sort of prevalent uh, industry in terms of uh, the company. And then around sort of the 1990s, mid-1990s and onward, they started a property management division. And then it has grown exponentially from there. So it's it's a big part of the, the group now. So we've been doing property management, I guess, since about, uh, I don't know, 90, 1993, 94, somewhere in there. Wow, that's a, that's a very long time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so um, what have been kind of your key takeaways from, you know, when you first started and now, you know, your role as the CEO of the property management division, um, kind of what have you learned about the industry? Um, is there anything you'd like to share? Yeah, uh, you know, this is a really, really interesting career. Um, I think it's different than any other career uh, because you wear so many different hats. You know, in one moment, you're uh, just dealing with this straight up what the public thinks is property management, which is basically you find a property, you qualify a tenant, you rent the property to them, you collect the rent and you you carry on. But it is so much more diverse than that. The, the business has really changed over the past 17 years. I mean, when I started with Pemberton Homes, we were still listing our rentals uh, in the Times Colonist. We... We had a website, but it was a pretty, pretty basic website. We didn't have any photographs uh, of the properties we were renting. So we were doing a lot more um, showings because people needed to come to the actual home in order to see it. Um, and then as, as the demographic has changed and there's so many more people who are renting in British Columbia, the Residential Tenancy Act has also um, changed along with that. So it's gone from, you know, having hearings in person to now everything is online uh, through the arbitration process. There's lots and lots of different laws and regulation with respect to tenants. I mean, everything from 
how you can show a property, when you can show a property, how you notice your tenants. And there's a lot of misconceptions uh, that some of the private landlords have on, on what their role is and what uh, rules, regulations and rights their mm -hmm. tenants have. So we've really seen a shift over the years. It's changed a lot. Wow. Wow. Especially, I guess, with the last year of everything going online. Yeah, that <laughs> is a big change. Yeah, that has definitely been a learning curve for, for uh, you know, we've been fairly, you know, savvy in terms of reaching our tenants online and email and, you know, being able to assist them from the office. But it certainly has changed with respect to showings, qualifying tenants, uh, signing agreements yeah. in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, making sure people are who they say they are. Um, so that has changed a lot. And that's been a bit of a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, and so diving into today's topic in particular, um, what does Pemberton's lead to lease cycle look like? So uh, what are the stages in converting a, an interested lead into a paying tenant? So this is, it really depends on the person. So there's no specific formula. I think that we've we've actually really tried a bunch of different ways to be successful in doing this to ensure that we're getting the best qualified tenant uh, for our properties. But at the end of the day, it really depends on the tenant. I mean, sometimes the tenants um, are coming to us and, and you know, they're really communicative and they're, they're providing all the information we need. And other times, um, you know, tenants are very busy people too, and we're going after them for information. So we've, we've come up with a system where essentially we've listed all our properties online. Each of our property managers has a designated portfolio. So they're, they're responsible for that portfolio and to their clients as well. So once those, um, if somebody's interested in a property, they can fill out an online application. Those online applications are pushed over to the, the property manager who is in charge of the portfolio. Then the property manager can sort of screen vet those people and advise that the showing coordinator that we have these qualified uh, tenants ready to go. And then the showings can be set up so they can see the, the property in person. We've tried doing some uh, virtual tours, you know, um, we've tried a bunch of different things, but I think at the end of the day, if you're moving into a, a home and you plan on being there for a minimum of a year, you, you really want to see it in person. So the conversion rate, to get back to your question, the conversion rate, I would say, is from actually online to converting a lead to a tenancy agreement. I would say it's probably about five days. I think it, the qualified party, if all the timing is right, we can get them signed up and ready to go in five days. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what have you found with like listing your uh, your listings on, on websites, whereas like Zumper and Facebook Marketplace, do you think that that has changed with time, whereas you have to kind of decide what to post it on, or uh, they've kind of just stayed the same throughout uh, the years? Well, we have a really good marketing director who uh, really takes care of kind of seeing where, you know, the most action is happening. And um, it's funny because, you know, we started out with Craigslist, Use Victoria, and Kijiji. Um, there's a bunch of different platforms out there now. Um, there's we, what we really need for for tenants is a tenant MLS, um, but we don't have that. So we have we're funneling a bunch of information into um, you know many different websites, and I think for the tenants it can also be quite confusing as well. So now we're social media, um, you know, as you mentioned, Zumper. There's there's a ton of them out there. Rent Board. Gigi use Victoria, Craigslist, but I still find that Craigslist has been sort of our number one number one spot that people go to. 
um, when they're looking for properties right off the bat. And mm -hmm. then we've had a lot of success outside of BC on rent board. So rent board is, it's hitting more of the other provinces. And then we have expanded our search um, to do some more paid advertising to some of the bigger uh, papers um, through post media. And we've had some success there, but that's mostly, mostly been for our relocation services. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's, it's still, it's always a work in progress. We're always trying to find the, yeah. the best way to advertise and social media has been a huge one as well. So, um, you, uh, pardon me, Facebook and, and then also Instagram. Yeah, no, as you know, as someone who rents, it's, it's really interesting to hear the other part of it. Um, <laughs> whereas, you know, you get so overwhelmed with the different listing, listing websites that are. And so it's, it's kind of, I feel like every time I look at it's a different website that I go on to find. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's too bad because, you know, when you're, when you're purchasing a house, you know, each property generally has an MLS number and you can go to various different sites, but all of those properties essentially are, are through the MLS system. And we don't have anything like that for rentals. I mean, I know that there's been a lot of different companies out there that are trying to create a one-stop shop portal that funnels everything into one. I just don't think it's been done properly yet and mm -hmm. all the provinces are different so each province I go to has a totally different system so I can see when people are coming in from Alberta Ontario Manitoba you know they're they're it's overwhelming yeah yeah for sure I moved from Ontario I think about a year ago and even finding used Victoria because <laughs> you yeah. never have you don't really have anything like it so yeah. it was it was interesting Absolutely. Um, I was uh, very surprised by, I, I came from Calgary originally too, and I was very surprised by a website <laughs> called Used Victoria, where you could find rental housing. Like none of that really computes. No, no. And it's not anything on there, but it's <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, all right. And um, in terms of kind of finding those qualified tenants, would you do, is there some sort of background check that you do? And you do. Yeah. yeah, we do. We've been using um, a third party called Certain.co, um, which has been, I actually started working with them quite a few years ago. They're one of the first sort of AI uh, third party tenant reference checks to come out. There's a bunch of different ones. There's Neighborly. Um, I think there's one actually called Tenant Check. Um, we found that certain, we've been working with them since their sort of startup and they've been able to manipulate and help us to ensure that we're keeping within the privacy uh, guidelines, Residential Tenancy Act guidelines, uh, because we are a, a professional property management company, we need to make sure that all the things that we're doing align with what our, our rules and regulations are. So uh, we've continued to work with them. And they, so the, the applicant would fill out their application online and then that gets sent to us and then we can vet the application, but we still manually contact their current and previous landlord references. We double check that they work where they say they work. We do do those, those checks still. I think that's an important part of the process as you're getting to know someone. I still think you need to have that person-to-person -person conversation. It can't all yeah. be done just on paper. Right. Exactly, exactly, right? And then contacting employees themselves, you know, it's they want to talk to someone as well yeah. rather than, Absolutely. yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right, and then my next question is, what strategies have you implemented to reduce friction in your leasing funnel? So um, what kind of tech tools have you used to uh, make sure that, you know, you remain within those five days that you said of your uh, lead to lease conversion? 
I think just what I mentioned before, it's it's essentially getting that application into the property manager. We have a fairly strong administrative team that can call, make those calls. And then also the showing assistant um, really can give us a feel for the people. So when somebody's coming in to rent a property, she'll, she'll be able to say, you know, I'm a great family or, you know, um, whatever it is, happens to be, and, and, and give us a little bit of feedback just on the person-to-person interaction and then con- contacting and making sure that everything else is viable. So, and again, if there's no one right or wrong way to do it, every single, it's, you're dealing with the human you know, the human factor here. So it's not, you can't cut, it's not just cut and paste. You really do, every situation is a little bit different. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, and once these uh, rent, rental have been converted, do you, how do you ensure that you have a positive resident experience throughout their, their stay in, the, in that building or, uh, you know, especially through maintenance issues and things like that? Yeah, I, so when I originally started in this career, because I was a property manager myself, I, I knew a lot about managing properties and some of the pitfalls that I came up against. And, and some of them were, you know, doing the inspections on time to satisfy the, your client's needs to make sure the property's being well taken care of, dealing with the maintenance and dealing with the showing. So traditionally, um, the property manager would do all of that, which was a lot. And so um, as I kind of um, grew into my role, I, I wanted to create something where the property manager had a lot of back, uh, backup and a bit of more of an infrastructure, which actually directly translates to a better tenant experience. So if they're contacting the property manager and saying, you know, um, there's a couple issues at the property, the manager isn't physically having to make all those calls. They can call our maintenance uh, coordinator and the maintenance coordinator can take it from there. And, you know, there are a lot of different maintenance issues that come up, everything from hot water tanks that are starting to expire and need to be done, gutters that need to be cleaned, towel rocks, racks that have fallen off, you know, gate latches that have come that are not secure, trim that's missing, dishwasher that's leaking. You know, there's a thousand different things. So if one person is dealing with their client, tenant, maintenance, showing, it's way too much and there's no way you could do a good job. So what we've tried to do is streamline that so there's a lot more infrastructure so that the property manager is dealing directly with the client, the tenant, and then relying on the rest of the support staff to help make the tenant experience better. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. And I, I assume there are a lot of issues that come up. You know, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is any building. It's just, you know, speaking from experience. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> and speaking of, you know, resident experience, it's also important to touch on your relationship with the owners um, mm-hmm. and how do you maintain a positive relationship with them? Um, I think that uh, communication is really important. Um, we, one thing that we're, you know, very acutely aware of is the dollars and cents of it all. So ensuring that owners and clients are aware of what's happening with their property at any given time, um, communicating with them, contacting them when there is an issue and not leaving it to be a surprise when their financial statement comes out. We do have a buffer within our management agreement that says we can spend up to X amount of dollars um, before we have to contact them. But when it's a new client until that relationship has been created and there's some, um, you know, everybody feels comfortable and there's a trust there, then we do contact them about everything. And that's really important um, right off the bat. The second and 
that that's one of the most important parts. But the other really important part is to be very, very upfront and transparent about the rental experience. So if you are pitching a property to somebody and they called you and asked you for their services, you go to their property and you look around and you can see that they're either very emotionally attached to the property or that they a rental experience might not be a good experience for them is being very honest about that. We do a lot of third party management for single family homes and single stratas. So we're not just dealing with apartment complexes. Sometimes we're dealing with somebody's family home or somebody's childhood home. Wow, yeah, it's very true. I didn't even think of that. Um, but yeah, that was my last question. Thank you so much for taking the time and, and speaking with me. And thank you to whoever's uh, listening or watching this. Uh, you can find this video and the transcripts at www.lethub.co forward slash podcasts. Um, and that's it. Is there anything you'd like to share on your end? No, I think that um, I really appreciate the, the, your time today. And, and I think that property management is a really untapped career um, choice. And if anyone is ever interested in getting into it, it's very dynamic um, and every day is different. And it's something that I've been doing for a number of years and I've never, I've never woken up in the morning and said, I don't wanna to go to work today. So it's a really interesting job. Um, if you like to solve problems, it's a great career. Thank you Thank so much you. for your time.